talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concour ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news and the biggest names in rolling thunder right in your ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, 30 plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves, and freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield. Let's buckle up and be sure to check out Road Muscle Radio on Facebook, for links, our blog, the events that we can currently find, and some are going to show up, and of course, our podcast. I'm Catfish Groves. And I am Brett Hatfield. Coming up, we're going to talk a bigger, better LS swap. We're going to ask for help finding stolen classics in Orlando, Florida. You sons of bitches. Uh, (laughs) Meekum is making a live return. Yes, they are. Kansas City Automotive Museum is open, yo. And five classic muscle cars for your quarter mile pleasure. Then in uh, segment two, <laughs> the man you just you just wind up and watch him go. We're going to talk live with the Motormouth Meister himself, Rob Pitts. He's host of Rabbit Tales and the Hot Rods and Happy Hour radio show and podcast, and also Rob Pitts' YouTube channel named Rob Pitts. And he's, easy to remember. He's been a many-time guest on the VinWiki YouTube channel, and he's going to talk with us about what's cooking in the land of funny stories and fast cars. And Mark, he was one of our first guests, if you'll recall. I God, think this was, was our third or fourth show. It was forever and a day ago. Almost two years ago. By the way, we are rolling up on an anniversary here real quick. This is crazy because, yeah, we started with uh, uh, Road Muscle Radio. Yeah. And then when I had to totally back off because work became a freaking monster, uh, you created Driven Radio Show and just kept the ball rolling. And then when I was finally able to go, okay, I can breathe now, uh, you were like, hey, let's No, Road let's Muscle Radio out. still lives, and it yes. should. Yeah, and so here we are with it. And, uh, oh, God, that was, that was, you know, that was fun. We did that at the radio station where I work. And um, just, you know, we, my, my boss was so cool because uh, I asked. I asked permission. I'm not one of those, you know, uh, do it first, ask permission later, because that's how you get your ass fired. Mm-hmm. And instead, I just said, hey, Dave, you mind if I go ahead and record this at night? You know, after, after everything's done and after all my responsibility done? He's like, sure. No, I, I remember the janitors walking out before we did. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and they smelled good, too. But um, the uh, Dave, you know, and thank you, Dave, for allowing us to do this. And then we got into that kind of rhythm. And even our very first show, if a little rough around the edges we flew by the seat of our pants a bit but it was awfully fun i just sitting down and going oh shit this is what it's like i remember this talking with car people about car stuff yeah well i've said this to you a bunch of times i've said it on air a bunch of times this is my favorite thing this is the best thing i do all week and it's it's fun it's fun to be able to just sit back it is and go ah now uh (laughs) i did kind of sit back if if anybody happened to notice uh we did kind of skip a week for shows because i took a week off no but you had a good reason well, yeah it was my 26th wendy anniversary you know and uh the 25th was pretty quiet and wonderful but pretty quiet and we're like oh god we were going to do something really special this year and then covid said no nah, mm-hmm. no nah, that was uh, a celebration interrupt us so <laughs> <laughs> i've had a few of those we're we're looking at this and we're going you know what let's just get out and and go somewhere pretty doesn't have to be far, 
And we, we went down to southern, uh, or, uh, southern Missouri slash northern Arkansas, spent most of our time oh, okay. in northern Arkansas. And just mid-northern Arkansas is freaking stunning. It is. It's the, the, the mountains, uh, well, they're, they're kind of hills now, but they're really big freaking hills. Yeah. Some of them are huge hills. But we spent our time just kind of rocking around there. We rented a boat at this uh, marina. Oh, cool, cool. And it was one of those, you know, uh, I, I don't know what they're called anymore, pontoon boats. Basically, you could put eight people on it. Yeah, but and, pontoon boats are nice now. Dude, it was kicking. And it was just Cammy and I. It was just my wife and I. So we go cruising out onto on the lake. Thing. We <laughs> did. Uh, went to the south part of the lake and just chilled, swam in the deepest part, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Um, we went on some nature walks. Um because that in in Arkansas, uh, you find one of their nature trails. There, there's this. It was this freaking waterfall, and she remembers the name of it. So go talk to her, but because uh, <laughs> she's the smart one. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, between all of that, and uh, got to see my mom. hadn't seen her in, oh, cool. in you know in months, and uh, a little bit of family. So now see, last I heard, you were going to try to kind of get her to go out to Georgia, Virginia, because there was a. Oh, Virginia. Yeah. Okay. There may have been a car involved. Yeah. So I talked with him. Super nice guy named Joe. Joe, thank you. Um, You know, we, uh, we couldn't quite meet on the price, but we were, we were pretty close. And then um, on Tuesday, he called me because he was like, oh, let me think about it. And we we chatted and I'm like, you know what? No. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest here. When he, when I found out that the car, uh, after two to three days, because I'd, I'd seen the video of it mm-hmm. running, but I noticed it was running, then he shut it off and started it again. He did a warm start, not a yeah, cold start. So I asked about, you know, because I live here in the Midwest, and, and some days, you know, our ass is in an ice bucket. And so I asked him about that, and he said, well, you know, yeah, it's kind of hard, cold starting, and, you know, sometimes after about two, three days, if it hasn't been run, then you got to pour gasoline down, you know, the uh, carburetor and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is not what i had heard before uh-huh and i'm thinking okay so that's uh you and i chatted about a little bit is it's carb rebuild or is it fuel system that's got to be redone and or that, is, is that it... funky little thing you remember you you mentioned it on the um on the fender wall wall there was a little glass bottle mm-hmm. talking with him during this conversation because mm-hmm. i did mention it. i was like oh yeah i saw it. he said you see that thing and i was like yeah i saw it. yeah that's a, a tractor uh fuel filter Oh, really? So the sediment goes to the bottom of the little glass thing. Yeah, and, I know. And he's like, you just take it and you just kind of wipe it out and keep uh-huh. going. I'm like, okay, so i got to drop a tank ar- now. But when he panned around, there was another one on the other fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I, I'm thinking that tank is just about shot. <laughs> well, it sounds like the tank that Luke Chennel had on his uh, – <laughs> <laughs> on his on his A or his T, I forget which one. Yeah. It was. Should He's, be panning for gold yeah, in the bottom of it. There's enough there sediment. Lots of squirrel stuff in the bottom. So I, the more I thought about it, and the fact that my whole nut would have had to have gone just to get it here, and I'm like, you know what? No, be patient. Yeah. Uh, I now what was nice about that? I did jump on it pretty quick. I got a hold of him pretty quick. I I made the contacts quick, and uh, that's that's what I need to do. You know, for my little bitty nut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to jump quick. Well, no the longer then, you wait, the bigger that gets. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. More, well, let's hope. <laughs> more, more possibilities are opening up. So uh, it, w- it was a great time uh, going around. And uh, well, the, the worst part of it, though, didn't look at a single car while I was down there. You know how much 
many times we've made fun mm-hmm. of me because of those vehicles that I went to look at, and they all and had they're all in Arkansas. Yeah, they were all in, except on this GD trip. <laughs> I go down there and I'm like, wow, what's what's with the dry dock? Where's the land barges? Mm-hmm. There was one that was at twice my nut, and the other one I tried to call a guy in uh, Kirbyville, Missouri, and uh, he just he never got back hold of me. You know, and I'm like, dude, I, I'm, you know, I, I can, I can buy your whole car right now. I've heard that there are cars up here too. I have tried. <laughs> Kansas City has been sucked dry of cars in my apartment, and um, yeah, it's they, you've seen them. Mm-hmm. They all end up on trailers going somewhere else. Yeah. They leave Kansas City. They I don't know. come back. I know. And it just makes me angry. So, I know. <laughs> so that what? Well, other than that, my week was great. How was yours? Uh, more Harley stuff. Harley truck. Harley Harley. Uh, that Moog Glide continues to improve. It's just turning out to be a really great looking bike. And uh, the truck is coming around. Detailed it. Tinted the windows. Put a bug guard on it. Got two. Uh, got new grills upper and lower for it. It's really coming around. Going to be a cool truck. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And for a hot rod, I yeah. know it's. I know it's a little bit more modern. But for a, for a pickup that's got a supercharger on it, the most Jeez. impressive thing this last week has been it's got AC that will freeze you out. Nice. We dig that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still sweating from running around before when, the show. I'm, when I'm still perspiring. When we're on our 11th day in a row where it's over 90 degrees, <laughs> having AC that will freeze you out is pretty <laughs> doggone nice. You know what? Speaking of trucks, take a peek at that. That's Uh-oh. my boy. I'm handing him my phone right now. I'd forgotten to mention it. Uh, my son, Nathaniel. He's got a brick nose. He bought a uh, an $800 truck. He and this neighbor of his, who's a uh, wrencher, and uh, they went out and drug it out of a farmer's field. Supposedly had 40,000 miles on it. And his friend, uh, neighbor, who, my God, this kid is great with vehicles. He he's like, look, Nathaniel, if you don't buy this, I'm gonna, yeah, because I, he looked, he went, you know, head to toe on it and stem to stern, and said, this thing is a forty thousand mile truck. You know what had that same nose on it? Uh-uh. A certain nineteen ninety Bronco. Oh, your Bronco, yeah, that left a- my garage. He uh, eight hundred bucks, and he's got it's got a three hundred two, and it's Dude, got that's a running a cool three speed uh, C six transmission, and uh, probably got to replace the bed on it. As long but, as the, cor- the cab corners aren't rotted out of it yet, which is pretty common on those. Not too bad. Actually, he's got to do a little. And the uh, rear, rear fenders and the tailgate. Those are the three places. Yeah, the fenders are bad. Tailgate is bowed out and a little messed up. Hey, 800 but, uh, bucks. Oh, sh- shucks, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't mind uh, throwing <laughs> crap in the. If you've got to throw cinder blocks in the back, you probably don't mind a lot. And it was fun listening to him rev it because it's got a, you know, a V8. It's got that little. <laughs> and, and I'm just hoping he really splits that pipe. Because uh, I think he'd have a lot of fun with it. So that's been our week. God love him. And you know what? The news has actually been picking up, which we makes me so happy. Let's have, get into it. We have so much news. Both, yeah. Both on this show and the other show. The other show I was working on today, I'm having to trim stuff out. We got eleven, uh, just so much stuff, and a lot of it's really good news. And yes, it is. That's heartwarming. Amen. And in the, uh, in the warm your heart or put a new heart in your car, uh, Chevy has, has given us a gift. They took the LS that was in both the 6th uh, Gen Corvette Z06 and also in 5th Gen Camaros, uh, that small block 427, and they breathed on it a little bit, 
and managed to squeeze 570 horsepower oh out of that thing. God. And they're selling it as a crate engine now. It's a crate engine. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm looking at that, and I'm going, I bet I could squeeze that sucker in Rhonda's GTO. I bet I could. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I read a couple of things about this that some people are even, uh, they were talking about the possibility of even putting it in like MGs. <laughs> because it's a small block. I mean, yeah. you might have to shoehorn a little, but uh, apparently something to do with, I don't, I don't know what it is, the, the wet sump, the, uh, the different shape of the oil pan on this yeah. one. Well, wet sump is when the oil pan's on the underside like a traditional oil pan. Dry sump is when they've got an oil tank located elsewhere and the lines run back and forth to the car. And I believe that was the deal, the wasn't engine. it, with the 5th Gen Camaros? Is that uh, they were all dry I don't sump? remember if they did it with the 5th Gen Camaros, but I know that I'm pretty sure they did it with the 6th Gen Corvettes. Nice. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about that on this or one. Or it so. may have been 7-gen Corvettes. I'll have to check. Uh, <laughs> Gen X Corvettes. I don't know. Something. It's one of them. But anyway, they've, uh, they've done to an, e- an easier and simpler wet sump oiling system. It's a 4-liter, four 427-inch, four uh, based on the same engine that came out of that 5th-gen Camaro 6-gen Corvette. 7-liter, 427 uh, it's got a high lift cam shaft that helps it produce the 570 horsepower and 540 pound feet of torque. That is mountain moving torque. Yeah, that could push you. And uh, a boost and a boost of 65 horse over the 505 that it was uh, in the Corvette and the Camaro. Good grief! Good wow. grief! That is fantastic power. Uh, wet sump means no external oil tank lines or other necessities from the standard that makes it LS7. lighter. Well, not to mention all the crap you have to figure a place to put. It certainly makes it a more direct installation than you would have had if you, yeah. you know, a lot of guys don't want to mess with that. They want a traditional setup. Uh, the catch, Chevy says it's for competition only. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of states you can get around that. Yeah. We happen to live in one of them. (laughs) Kansas, as fast as you Uh, think. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. But make sure you do your homework on this before you plunk down the $13,000. It's $12,715 if you go to Summit Racing. Uh, Make sure you do your homework and make sure you're not going to get pinched somewhere along the line if you're putting this in a streetcar. Nice. Uh, Chevy's got, uh, it says it's got, Unique valve springs, uh, Z28 manifolds, uh, LS7EFI, fuel rails, injector, throttle body. This thing's loaded up. Very cool. 570 horse. And honest to God, the money you could spend throwing together a decent LS or even a small block, uh, you know, traditional 350 or 383, this probably isn't that bad. Yeah, especially when it's all kind of brand new and shiny. Mm-hmm. Plug and play. I mean, <laughs> good grief. And for the and no damn welding. Oh, well, yeah. You don't get the chance to burn a hole in nothing. Damn it. <laughs> well, in uh, Florida, you know, uh, the story starts, a man in Florida, uh, Facebook fans have helped a classic car dealer there recover stolen cars. Oh, my. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, a bunch of uh, vehicles were stolen from the Orlando Classic Car Storage Facility. And by the way, this is a story from journal.classiccars.com. And we also had uh, the previous story was from motortrend.com. A couple of weeks ago, a bunch of cars stolen. Several have been recovered, according to news reports from Florida. It was on January 1st, Orlando Classic Cars reported 19 vehicles. 19 of them were stolen. You'd have to have some real time to work with. 
Dude, yeah. I, I, I what if, if I remember right, this was in a storage facility that yeah, they had. This, this isn't gone in sixty seconds. This is real life. You'd have to have real time to oh, work. Also, it's with Fast and the, Furious. No, no. <laughs> the uh, real life. Uh, Good grief. Or, or kind of. Oh no, no. What is John Wick? Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry. I digress. Um, Nineteen vehicles stolen. They notified the sheriff's office. It posted photos of the cars on their on their vehicle and their vehicle identification numbers on its Facebook page. And Orlando Classic Cars did that. If you go look up Orlando Classic Cars, you can see the ones that are still missing. Almost immediately, a local resident spotted a missing '62 Chevy Corvette that was in an apartment complex parking lot, 13 miles from the warehouse. Yeah, no kidding. You know how many times I've said about my solid axle Corvette, the reason I don't worry about it when I park at places is because it's like having a giant neon sign <laughs> over your head that says, hey, dig me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a car that blends in. No, it kind of sticks out. And if you steal it, it's still going to stick out. Stupid. Go put it in a building. Yeah, but I painted it silver. Um, uh, yeah, well, that... The sheriff's department found a 1990 Buick Riata also. Another weirdo car. I know, right? Find. Another uh, sore thumb. Yeah. According to local Fox television station, nine, uh, st- television station, nine of the cars have been recovered so far. Uh, several found in apartment building parking lots. And, they, and this is a quote from Orlando Classic Cars owner Dave Murray. Uh, the cars appear to be stashed all around the neighborhood. <laughs> wow. What the hell did they unload them off of? Or was it a, do you think, think it was a group of buddies who all went out there? Well, what I had to have jerks. Would have and, had to have been a collection of guys to start with. Because one or two guys can't move 20 freaking cars. Yeah. And you got to be able to get into the building, get these things to whatever door. I'm praying to God they weren't storing them with the keys in them. That's but. what I was just thinking about that because I'm like, what was there? Like one of those little uh, uh, open up well, case things on the wall? Well, it have to be a lockbox or something yeah. or, is it, you know, with a key code on it or a key to get in. Sounds and like those, an inside job. And those usually have those weirdo little barrel keys that you Oh, can't. yeah, yeah. Those things are a pain in the butt to try and replicate. The funny thing is, you start going down the list. You've got a 76 Coupe de Ville. Yeah, these are still missing. Uh, 77 uh TA, an 87 Olds, which is a little bit of an oddball car. Uh, 92 Corvette, those blend in. 1980s E28, not as much, but still. But the one that stands out, or there's two on here. <laughs> one, that 1970 Mercedes-Benz 280SE convertible is a six-figure car. Oh, They are oopsie. rare. They're, it's a, it's a four-passenger, two-door convertible that looks like the one from the second Hangover movie. Mm. And they're worth a ton. That doesn't go unnoticed. The other one, 69 Olds Tornado. You don't <laughs> see those ever. No. Ever. So and you're not going to see this one ever, ever, ever. I will bet you dollars to donuts it's going to be on some shipping uh, crate yeah. on a big-ass uh, yeah. ship well, going if over they, to If they didn't get it out of the country, Sweden. you know, uh, the DeVille, the TA, that Olds 442, yeah. uh, that uh, – couple Camaros, Corvette, a Mustang GT, all that stuff would be real easy to move. You'd have a bear of a time moving that 280 SE without that raising somebody's antenna. And the Toronado would probably be an odd odd one. And they also had a 75 Olds Delta 88 convertible. Those were pretty well hammered into the (laughs) dirt from new. People drove the hell out of them. So if you find one that's in really nice shape, again, all the cars I've ever reviewed and all the auctions I've been to, I've seen one of those. Wow. So It's going to stick out. There's a couple of them that stick out. And to the guys that did this, hey, dummies, (laughs) 
when Go you back to your Camry, when you jerk. steal something, you're not supposed to leave it out in the sunlight <laughs> where everybody can see. <laughs> if you're going to steal 19 cars, have a place to put 19 cars. <laughs> I stole an, a tornado. Tell I'm not your, exactly Einstein. Keep your eyes peeled for this, especially if you're in Florida. And remember, always, if you see something, say something. Please contact Dave Murray. Number is 407-592-5039 with any sightings or info. And also put, you know, all of this voodoo up on their uh, oh, yeah. our blog. Yeah, absolutely. Get the word out. Let's nab these guys. I hate thieves. I do. Also from ClassicCars.com, Meekum, our friends over at Meekum, have added another sale uh, to the middle of summer here. It's going to be the Kissimmee 2020 Summer Special. Yes. Expected to attract a 1,000 collector cars. That is a great assortment of stuff. Uh, looks like that's, they're going to be doing this August 27th through the 29th at Osceola Heritage Park in Kissimmee, Florida, where the company holds its world's largest sale every January. The Kissimmee sale is huge. Yeah. Uh, memory serves this past January. They had over 3,500 cars there. My God. And it ran 10 days. Yeah. 10 days. Day. How do you not? How does your head not explode? Especially, you know, with you being an auction analyst, and I'm just, you know, a drooling idiot when it comes to these things. How do you? How do you not just go? I can't take no more. There are some of these sales where there's so much good stuff, it's just overload. Uh, and I'm going to be at one of them next month. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and it's and it's a Meekum sale, and that's in Andy. Oh, nice! And I'm going to be there with Vern. Vern, oh my God, you guys are going to get so into the weeds. Yeah, going to be there with Vernon Estes. That's hey. where he's repping that John Otzbach the collection. The John Otzbach collection. You know, I shared a link to that that uh, he had shared on yeah. uh, Road Muscle Radio on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, God, that just, oh, that's hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come back that from that with a bra- baked brain. <laughs> uh, anyway. Meekum is going to do one in Kissimmee, August 27th through the 29th at Osceola Heritage Park. That's where they do their big winter sale. They're expecting to attract a 1,000 cars. While Meekum is excited to host the August auction as a live in-person event, remote bidding options are available, and the focus on-site will be on the safety of everyone in attendance, so says a release from the company. So. Uh, you'd be uh, surprised how much really good high-octane alcohol can really cleanse mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's my antiviral right there. Uh, yeah, well, I'll I, wear a mask with a straw hole. Never been to a car auction that didn't have a bar somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, uh, and you know that's also liquid bravery. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, in. Go. Uh, you wouldn't believe what I saw four drunk rednecks buy at a Barrett Jackson auction, uh, probably <laughs> 15, 20 years ago. Uh, I'll, I'll show you a picture of it sometime. It was called the shark and it was impossibly bad. Uh, anyway, getting back to Meekum, Dana Meekum and announcing the additional event said the company decided to hold it at Kissimmee because of, of its familiarity with venue. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we want to be somewhere where we're very familiar with the grounds in Kissimmee. Everyone that runs those grounds is familiar with us. It's all like one team. And once we get to the event, we want to do what we what we do. We want to be able to buy and sell cars. Makes good sense. Perfect. Cannot wait. Uh, also, we've been waiting a long time, and it's finally back. The oh, Kansas man. City Auto Museum is open. Yay! 
great. overdue. I've, oh. I've wanted this for so long. The greatest thing about the auto museum for us is it's so close, neither of our cars get warm before they get there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and the donuts are still there. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, the only catch is uh, you, you have to set it up. You, you get onto their website, mm-hmm. and then you set up when you're going to go there. So it's kind of by appointment. But it is open, and it's open to groups, and you and friends can go. You reserve a tour slot prior to arriving at the museum. If you go to KansasCityAutoMuseum.com, you can do it there. Kind of nice for, in, uh, by the time you're listening to this, you'll have like a day or two maybe of prep. Mm-hmm. But Father's Day, uh, dads get in free. And it's the one day of the year I can guilt my kids into going to a car museum with me. Not well played, sir. Well yeah, played. Yeah, well, my daughter's got zip interest in going to any car thing with me. But uh, Welcome to my hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can guilt them into this one. <laughs> it, uh, it's going to be awesome. So uh, you, you will have to you know uh, set up your quote-unquote tickets with that. So get on to KansasCityAutoMuseum.com and get your Father's Day voodoo set up, but it's free for dads. Uh, Cars and Coffee starts back up in July on July 4th. Yes! Oh, it's so American. Hell yes. Uh, that is so exciting to be able to... And, can you imagine how jazzed people are going to be? Absolutely. Finally be able to roll up there in the morning. You got the cars, you got the coffee, you got the donuts, you got the cool vehicles, you got America! Oh, I'm excited. I don't know if you can tell. Every year, provided the weather cooperates, uh, I drive my Corvette on four days. Now, I drive it in between, but these four days, I always make sure to do it. Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day, and right after Labor Day is my birthday. So I make sure and hit those four every year in the Corvette. Boy, in my mind, there's just nothing more patriotic than a red and white Corvette on the 4th of July. (laughs) By God. Wear a blue t-shirt, you're golden, baby. I got some of those. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of classic cars, uh, I found this article, and it made me laugh, and I I had to include it. Um, It's from hotcars.com, and then I included some uh, info from challengerspecs.com and mustangspecs.com and probably Wikipedia, knowing me. Um, it's a, it was by Chris Flynn, Classic American Muscle Cars. And these are ones that, according to Chris, do a really great job with the quarter mile. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, uh, yes. Yes, they did for the time. And you know, he fully admits in the article that uh, these unmod- unmodified old muscle cars can't really compete with modern performance. But at the time, and let's be honest, for the fun, these cars still did a quarter mile at lightning speeds. They, they did them pretty quick for the time. Uh, you know, you're not talking tens and elevens. No, but some of them are pretty decent even now. Yeah, pretty pretty close. And uh, <clears throat> some of the cars so surprised me. Now, the article did define the American muscle car as designed for drag racing with massive V8 engines, two door bodies, and rear wheel drive. And the 60s and 70s marked the golden era of the American muscle cars and are still sought after by collectors. Yes, they are. I luckily am looking for a land barge, so I don't need that. Give me four doors, yo. <laughs> Many of the classic models got high-spec high performance packages, and some also feature cosmetic packages. All these upgrades, according to the article, only furthered their high-performance nature. Now, that is not wrong. There's some places here I'm going to point out, because I, I did a little bit of homework going through this. There were a few of them that I'm like, really? You're saying that got a 13.8? Uh-huh. But... Still, there were 15 cars that this guy listed, and that was just too much. So I picked my favorite five. 
They the only ruling factor was Mark like. Okay, good because so, there were there were a few that were suspiciously absent that I'm going. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah, these were just Mark like. So uh, coming in at I think it was number twenty, but uh, doesn't matter. Sixty seven Chevrolet Camaro SS. Uh, three Camaros were on this list, so here's the first one that the author put in. A 67 SS travels a quarter mile in 15.2 seconds with 117 miles per hour at its top speed. Going 117 miles per hour in a decently sized car, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good experience. Uh-huh, with bias ply tires. Yes. <laughs> Probably rear drum brakes, if not all four corners. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and just a good time. And uh, I believe this one had the... Uh, it was either a three or four speed. It didn't listen. First gen Camaro uh, debuted in '66. Available as a convertible. Customers could choose between seven engine options. Now this one I didn't go through too much because he didn't mention specifically the engine on it. Next one up on Mark's favorite list: 1970 Dodge Challenger, 13.6 seconds. That's pretty decent. You know, a buddy of mine in high school had a Challenger, and it was I was sad to see it go. He uh, he finally let it go because his his dad was considerably. He was one of the more mature dads mm-hmm. that uh, that was a uh, uh, fella able to make the flower bloom late in life. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So his dad uh, sometimes didn't do things to bless his heart, too smart. I'm going to get there. And um, he had this 74 Challenger that was, had a 318 in it. We, we rocked and rolled all around southern Missouri in that damn thing. I don't know how we survived. God loves, you know, drunks and little children. Uh-huh. We were both. But uh, that car, uh, they, were, they were going to jumpstart it. And he had the, the, the clamps on the battery that was in the car. And Dad decided to carry him over to the other car just swinging. And they touched. Mm-hmm. And there was just enough juice for the battery to go boom. Yep. And it blew up all over the inside of it, sent nasty acid all over everything, ate into wires. And that's when he just said, you know what, F it. And off it went. My old man had that happen to one he was standing over. Oh, dude, dude. (laughs) Not good. That's a lot of water. A lot of flushing. That's a lot of acid. He saved the sweater for years. It ate holes right through it. (laughs) (laughs) Cautionary tale, son. There you go. 1970 Dodge Challenger, 13.6 seconds, built using the Chrysler E platform, sharing the main components of the Barracuda. Now, the base engine on the standard model was a 225 cubic inch straight six. And according to the article, it was enough to push a lightweight car to a quarter mile in 13.6 seconds. Nuh-uh. Wrong. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> I did a little bit of homework. Uh, the 225 had 145 horsepower pushing a 3,800-pound car. Nuh-uh. It, was, it had to be one of the other six-engine choices yeah. uh, with power-level options creating 11 choices total. 383, 426, 440. Top of the line was a 440 with a six-pack that had a 390 horsepower. See, that's what I'm looking at. And I also thought it was kind of cool. The 1970 model came in 13 different colors. You Back in the day, man, 13 different colors uh-huh. you could get the car in from, you know, from, the, from the store. But if you were willing to pay an extra $14, you could have your choice of eight more, including Plum Crazy. Statutory Grape. Hemi <laughs> Orange. Banana and Panther Pink. Of course. (laughs) All right. uh, The next one up, which I thought was adorable, 1962 Pontiac Catalina, 13.9 seconds for the quarter. In 62, the Pontiac Catalina got a distinctive protruding grill that made its first appearance on Pontiac products during the 1930s. 
kind of like that. I, I, I took a look and I'm like, eh. I'm a Pontiac fan. Plus, the twin round taillights on each side of the back look so cool. They're mounted horizontal on a lateral kind of fin, kind of like the uh, mm-hmm. 1960 Ford Fairlane. And they look like little jet exhausts kicking. Now, the car is just butt ugly, in my opinion, but so ugly it's kind of cool. Uh, all engines were known as Trophy, uh, were 389. Standard version delivered 215 horsepower. And according to the article, could push the Pontiac Catalina to a quarter mile in 13.9. 215 lying. I don't, I don't find that, yeah. Out of I, a 389? I think of the options, it was whichever one was the most expensive I'm with a little sure more carburation. I'm pretty sure you get that 389 with a, trip, with a three deuces with a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 215 horse. Maybe real jet engines. Uh-uh. In the <laughs> so uh, next one up, 1971 Ford Mustang at 13.8 seconds. Again, this is one I did my homework, and I don't think he was right. Um, and I would also have been a jerk if I didn't include the Mustang. I love the 71 Ford Mustang. That's when they got real long and stupid. Uh, I'm going to go off the rails from the article said because uh, I quote, In 1971, the Ford Mustang received several important changes, including an upgrade V8 engine from 260 to 289 cubic inch with a power increase from 164 to 220. we got a problem here. Yeah, That is not when that happened. No, it isn't. And uh, according to MustangSpecs.com, the only engine close to a 260 was a 256 cylinder. There wasn't a 289. There was not a 289 that year available. Uh, it was no. the 302 V8 was the next one up. That's where the V8 started. Then you had three versions of the 351, two versions of the 429. That's where I, th- I think they did the 260 to 289 on Mustangs in '65. Yeah, it 66. was pretty early. It was pretty early. It was really early. They, um, so I, I'm going to call BS on that one. Doesn't pass a sniff test. They went from 145 horse for that six that was actually in the car, uh, 210 for the 302, 244 uh, to 330 for the 351, and then 370 to 375 horsepower for the 429. And according to FastLaps.com, that 138, uh, 13.8 second quarter is attributed to the 1971 Ford Mustang Mach 1 with the 429 Cobra Jet. See, I'd want to look that up because they also had a 428 Cobra jet that was in the 69s and I think 70s. Oh, my God. And I, I don't know my Mustang lore well enough I, to do it off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But they may have had a 428 Cobra jet available in those. And that thing was disgustingly underrated at like 335 or 355. <laughs> and I've... I've run up against a 428 Cobra jet. That was a lie. That was a huge freaking lie. <laughs> I'm going to throw in some honorable mentions because we're at four cars, uh, and then the final one is just about here. They, had a, they listed a 73 Chevy uh, Chevelle Laguna. I liked those. 16.5 seconds. Almost bought one back in 1993. I had radically redesigned the front end of my little Nissan pickup in Dallas, uh, Texas traffic. Easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You drive bumper to bumper at 70. There's stop and go. Yeah. And that's it. What, that's why all the Beamers are new, because every other one is wrecked. And everybody's flying about a half an angstrom off everyone else's bumper. Oh, my God. It's, it's <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, you're just drafting. That's all you do down LBJ is draft. Uh, however, when the exhaust system kind of fell out of that car while I was test driving it, uh, it was a Oh, it's lighter now. It'll go faster. Yeah. Uh, 1994 Callaway Camaro Supernatural C8. I don't even know what the hell that thing is. 13 seconds. It's, it, it's a wolf. In it, sheep's clothing, it is bland as it can be from the outside, and underneath the, the hood, it's just mean. 
Yeah, it, uh, it's the fastest car on the list, by the way. Uh, <laughs> there was also a 76 Ford Grand Torino at 13.9 seconds. That's the Starsky and Hutch style. I want one. Oh, I know, they're fun. <laughs> uh, 1970 Buick GS 455 Stage 1 at 13.8 mm-hmm. seconds. Uh, a lot of, that's like just flexing your arm. When you drive that, all you do is just flex your arm. In a uh, t-shirt with cutoff sleeves. You're damn right. <laughs> 69 Plymouth Roadrunner at 13.5 seconds, and there were a few others that I didn't think were interesting. However, on the articles list, coming in at number one. Oh, my God. Not even close Lord. to the top speed of 13 seconds. Easily the ugliest car on the list. Oh, my God, and that's why it made me giggle. That's why I had to do this article. Uh, 1973 AMC Hornet Hatchback. If you ever had to kiss it, you'd only do it with your eyes uh, shut. Chris, were you drinking? Uh, <laughs> 16.3 seconds. It was, uh, and according to the article, it became an important uh, important platform for the company, serving for 18 years. They made this monster until the 1988 wow. model year. It's like K-Car hell. Uh, the engine choices included two V8s, two, uh, two sixes, inline sixes, in the most powerful configuration, a 360 V8 with a three-speed auto, it put out, now get this, 175 horsepower. That was pushing a 3,100-pound car. 16.3 seconds? Okay. You know, yeah. it, that thing was begging to be let breathe. And it's so damned ugly. But I am delighted. Yeah, it's that much ugly should be criminal. Oh, uh, you know, you look at a pacer and go, that's kind of sexy compared to this beast. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm really delighted that the writer felt obligated to put this just sad, sad puppy into this list at all. You know, this was the car that when your grandma was still a swinging babe in her late 40s or the 50s, you know, orange capris, white shirt kind of tied off, hair piled up like Dolly Parton would be proud of. Yeah. This was her car. I can smell the final net from here. So there you go. <laughs> you know about cars. You know about all. You know about the things that are open up. Coming up in segment two, uh, you're going to find out more about uh, Rob Rabbit Pitts, owner of Rabbit's Used Cars, maker of the Rob Pitts YouTube video channel, radio talk show host, self-described, and I quote this, car guy. If it rolls and blows smoke out the back, I'm into it. He'll join us to catch us up on car stories and much more. Stick around. More Road Muscle Radio is on the way. We're back with Road Muscle Radio. You can find us on the web at roadmuscleradio.com, on Twitter at Road Muscle Radio, and on Facebook at Road Muscle Radio. Now, if you know somebody we should talk to, be, be, send us an email. Let us know who they are. Throw them under our bus at driver at roadmuscleradio.com. We'll see about having them on for an interview and talk about whatever cool car stuff that they have. Rob Rabbit Pitts was one of our very first guests on this show. It's been almost two years. It's way too long since we've had him back on the show. Yes. Rob is a third-generation hot rodder and car enthusiast. He's worked in every facet of the automotive trade, from selling his first car before he had a driver's license (laughs) to owning a diesel truck shop in one of the fastest-growing areas of the country. Uh, Rob's got years of stage experience doing stand-up comedy throughout the Southeast. He hosts the number one automotive radio show in the Southeast, Hot Rods and Happy Hour, uh, on Intercom uh, 106.3 WORD. Here's the funny thing. Talking to Rob, 
he says that show has been off for seven weeks while we've been going through all the quarantine yeah. and lockdown. So it's still the number two download. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been around for two months, but hey, we're still there, baby. <laughs> Rob achieved internet fame as a guest on Ed Bolian's VinWiki channel with over five and a half million God. views. Uh, this prompted Rob to start his own incredibly popular YouTube Actually, channel. Uh, I'll just step in. It's 27 million now. You're kidding. No, sir. Oh, yes. my good Lord. Well, and that's why he started his own YouTube channel. He's got over 3 million views. He's rapidly approaching 75,000 subscribers. Jamie Christmas. Rob, it's great to have you back on Road <laughs> Muscle back? Radio. What's going on, guys? <laughs> We're just happy to have you back, brother. It's been too long. I'm telling you, I'm like a fat girl problem. I'm just happy to be here right now. <laughs> I'm just ecstatic. I'm sitting here in my red leather chair in the middle of my warehouse. Your YouTube channel is really taking off, man. It's going great guns. Seven, uh, 70,000 subs in seven months. That's incredible. Uh, what's been the toughest, the toughest part of starting your YouTube channel? You know what? Finding time to do it. You know, I've got so many irons in the fire and, 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 yeah, my first love is sales. I love selling cars. I love buying. No, I don't love sell. I love buying cars. That's my problem. So in turn, I have to sell them so I can keep buying them. But I love I love to sell. I love to buy. But you know, like like you were saying, you know, I run this diesel truck shop, which is a big family business that that that, that eats a lot of my time. And then you got the radio show, and there's so much going on. And you know, and sometimes I like to sleep too. And, <laughs> Yeah. So that that's the problem, you know. It's a, uh, it's 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 like a balancing act. My life is a balancing act. I mean, you know, every night there's something. You know, like you know, you have hot dog night at home. I have film night. I have, you know, I'm sitting here. We just got actually got done filming a couple of videos for YouTube tonight. And, you know, and I said, hey, we're going to end early because I I got to talk to my buddies at Road Muscle. Ring. So oh. what what was easier than you thought it'd be? You know, starting out on VinWiki, it really got my feet wet, and, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, if you'd have told me three years ago that, hey, you're going to make internet, my father still doesn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, he goes, so you make your little, you make your little movies, and you put them online. <laughs> Something like that. But... You know, when it starts getting the attention of, and I mean, the, the people that are, I mean, it's crazy, you know, all this time, I thought, you know, like, mine and Ed's mom were the only people that watch this stuff. And now <laughs> it's 27 million views and this and this and, you know, and, it, and it, 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 I mean, and when you go places, like, people come up to you. And I mean, not like Rockstar Cool, but YouTube Cool, yeah. which is totally different. And... It's like, you know, these kids are like really listening to what I say. So there's, there's, you know, you feel a little responsible. Like, you know, you just want to say, hey, you know, go do this, you know, but because they may try it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, bless your pee heart. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. You know, like I said, you know, I've worked with Discovery Channel in the past and I filmed a pilot for Netflix earlier this year. And I mean, so I'm no stranger being in front of the camera and things like that. And then the YouTube thing was just a direct connection to that and it just took off it just went good it was just you know and it was one of those things that, that, that i never in a million years you would have told me that a glorified used car salesman <laughs> would be popular <laughs> you got all these interesting guys that do all this interesting stuff and 
I sell cars in Greenville, South Carolina, and taught by the Marlboro Man. I love it. <laughs> well, you seem so laid back when you're doing the YouTube segments. Uh, do you work from a script, or are you just doing this off no, the top of your head? just from the fly. We don't script anything. Oh, know. good Lord. I, I've lived a life of stories. I have, if, if I died tonight... I have lived, I've had life experiences for a hundred people. Some, I, some that, some that I would never want to do again. Some <laughs> were great, you know. But and it's, and, and I love it because people really take something from these stories, and they like seeing the cool cars. And you deal with so many interesting people. And I mean, every day, you know, it, it's a story. Me and Ed's talked about this several times, and just the interesting people you meet. I mean. Like I was telling you earlier about my little fiasco with the F-100 truck I was selling. And this just happened the other week. Uh, just a just a short version of it. I had a nice 53 Ford F-100 truck, you know, mm-hmm. like a 50-style custom. And just really cool, bright red, just a neat, neat little truck. And I had a guy that I've sold several cars to in the past. I didn't know him too, too, too good, but I mean, I've sold cars to him before. He came by my shop and he saw that truck. He said, man, I like that little truck. And I said, well, you know, I'd love for you to own it, you know. And <laughs> I said, you know, we get going back and forth. And he says, well, I reckon I'll take it. Enough for me. Like I said, he's bought cars for a force. I'm not too worried about it. Well, a day or two goes by, I don't hear anything from him. So I shoot him a text. Yeah, I'm going to try my best to get by there you know, sometime today. And I said, well, hey, you know, I'm at the warehouse. Said, Whatever. And he says, well, I'll meet you at this time. Okay, so I'm here at the warehouse, you know, sitting in my office, doing a few things, and taking care of business, whatnot. And next thing you know, I, I walk out in the warehouse, you know, my warehouse is wide open, big door open, you know, it was, it was hot outside, you know, so, you know, I walk outside, you know, and next thing you know, I'm standing out here in the warehouse and I'm shooting the bull with my buddy Kobe. And next thing you know, a white Mercedes SUV comes sliding into my parking lot. And I'm talking about, I've had a lot of experience dealing with women in my life. And I know a mad female from a hundred miles away. <laughs> and I could tell you from, from the sound of this car made sliding into the parking lot, that was a very mad one. <laughs> <laughs> so this Mercedes, I mean, like literally a hundred feet away from it. And I could hear it when it got slammed up in the park. I heard the parking paw and the transmission drop down. Oh, no. That's how hard it hit. Wow. She walks in stomping, you know, late 40s. Never seen her before in my life. She said, where's that son of a bitch at? <laughs> you don't have to clarify, ma'am. Because we get a lot of people that fall into that category. <laughs> we are in the car business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't recognize you, but it's extremely possible. I could have may have sold you something in the past. <laughs> you know, and, and I'll go ahead and apologize in advance for whatever I might have done wrong. You know, she goes and she calls his name out and I'm like, oh, he's supposed to be by here. He said, I know he is. I just called him. Cheap. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 man. He's not here. You know, and I said, he's supposed to be here to pick this truck. It was actually late. Well, she gets back to her car, just takes off. Thank God. And uh, <laughs> I'm over here like, and then, Kobe, then my buddy Kobe, he walked back inside. And he walked back out. And I told him, I said, what a friend you are. I mean, I could have been laying here dead in the floor. <laughs> and nobody would have known it. Well, anyway, I texted my buddy up, and I was like, you know, hey, I, I recognize the bro code. I got you. I gave you a little heads up. 
you may want to wait on going home tonight. <laughs> Just throw that out. <laughs> you might want to go with your plan B. Because this one, you let, definitely left something turned on at home if you catch my drift. <laughs> and it's flaming. You've sold more stuff than probably any other three guys we know. And you've got a better feel for what's going on in the collector car world right now than most. Uh, obviously, square body trucks, uh, OBS trucks. But what else should be people looking to buy? What else is hot right now? I've, I actually I bought, bought one today. I've noticed that the Novas, the Chevy 2s. You know, for a long time, those guys were very popular, and then they kind of cooled off a little bit, and I've noticed a rise in Chevy 2s, uh, you know, your 62 through 67 Novas. Um, you know, then, you know, those cars got so high that the uh, the big body Novas, the 68 through 72 Novas, have really gone up insane. And when though, when the early Novas cooled down, you know, they kind of, you know, I mean, the bottom didn't fall out of them, but you, know, you just didn't see them selling like they used to. But I've noticed a real popularity rise in those. And uh, so that's always kind of neat. Your C10 trucks are always hot. Um, I, I got a really low mileage 454 SS I just bought out of Alabama that's Ooh. absolutely gorgeous coming in. The, that's And then the thing that's crazy is I sold those trucks when they were just used cars. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest with you, they weren't impressive then. you know. And, but now that's the, the pinnacle of OBS trucks. And... You know, the Ford Lightnings, I've already, I mean, I, I don't like to admit buying Fords, but I actually bought a few of those, and those do extremely well. The first-generation Lightnings, um, they're going insane right now. Um, huh. Actually, I was really trying to buy a Lightning and a 454 SS at the same time to film with, just to have them both. And I, I'm having a hard time finding a decent one for, you know, south of, you know, 15 grand. I'm waiting right for now. you to say Ford Harley truck, Ford Harley truck, Ford Harley truck. Well, you know, a Ford Harley <laughs> truck is virtually a Lightning, but the supercharged Lightning, they're, they're, they're doing okay, but they're not doing what the first gen ones, the 351 roller motor mm-hmm. trucks are doing, you know, 17-inch titanium wheels. Those were neat trucks. And I'll be honest with you, we did their homework. You know, the, the 454 SS was a, was a parts bin truck. Yeah. That's all it was. And, you know, they put a three-quarter ton truck motor and a half ton truck at the end of the day. And, you know, the Lightning, you know, it was SVT, you know, it had, you know, different suspension. It had, you know, the wheels that were made for it, you know, bucket seats, custom interior. Ford really knocked it out of the park with the Lightning, just right off the get-go. The last year, the 454 SS had an overdrive transmission. I've noticed the Camaros have slowed down a little bit, your first-gen Camaros. I know second-gen Camaros are slowing down. When I say slowing down, they're just... The popularity is just isn't there. You still have your niche markets that absolutely love them and always will. I noticed it's, it's kind of crazy. The cars that were really big money cars, your big block Camaros, things like that, they're they're not moving as much as you used to see them. I also noticed the rise in five, six, seven Chevrolets. Oh, really? Coming back. Tri five Chevys noticed, have been cool I've for a while. That. You know, five, six, seven Chevrolets here were really hot, and they've always been that niche market. It's always just been those tri five guys. I've noticed, though, you're starting to see a little resurgence where they're they're a little popular outside of that clique. Cool. With all the crap that's gone on during the quarantine, what are you thinking about all the online auctions that have they seem to have exploded? They have actually. Uh, got was talking to a guy about one today, a new one that just started, and you know Doug Demiro started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cars and bids. There you go, and you know then. then we're talking about working together on some things, but that's the internet's totally changed collector car sales in general. 
and it's really, you know, people are buying cars with confidence. You know what I'm saying? They're buying from reputable dealers or reputable, you know, places that have these cars. There's inspection services now. I mean, hell, we got financing. I mean, this is, <laughs> I hate to sound yeah. cheesy, but this is the golden era of collector car sales. But, but you see where I'm getting at. Like, everything lines up. And, and it's so easy. I mean, whether it's, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning in your boxers, playing on your phone, <laughs> looking at cars, to... I'm guilty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just, same here. Same here. I do some of my best car shopping in my boxers. <laughs> wow, that's a lot, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, you know, with uh, the online auctions and stuff, it's also opened up the access worldwide. Uh, because just to be honest, I waited too long on a beautiful uh, 60, what was that, a 68 um, uh, Chrysler 300 that I should have bought at, at that price, and I didn't, and it's now in Sweden. Yeah, Mark's and, a Land Barge uh, fan. And Lee frickin' Erickson is making sweet love to my car right now. <laughs> And I'm well, so damn is, bitter. <laughs> you got to think about it. Those crazy Swedes. You know what I'm saying? They like they like they like those Chryslers. And the big oh cars yeah, and all that stuff. You know when I hosted American Speed Fest in the UK, that's the thing I love about hot rodding. It's alive everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. hot everywhere. And and I mean there was 900 American muscle or 900 American hot rods at this event. I mean like it blew my mind. Here's the really important question: What's in <laughs> your garage right now? Well, considering I'm sitting in my warehouse, I'm looking at 16 cars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I will tell you, the array of these 16 cars from a James Dean Candy Apple Red 50 Merc with the perfect job to a 2016 Kia Soul and everything in between. Do you like the Souls? I, You know, I, I, if I can find a uh, kindred spirit for that guilty pleasure, it's like the, the special car in the class, the one that laughs too funny but i i like them i just want to see well, a six foot answer this crazy this is a this is a warehouse runner for right? me for me and the guys and it's just, just kind of our little run around and, and this the video on this car is absolutely epic the nickname of this car is called the karma kia <laughs> but uh, it's 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 worth the watch i'll assure you but the uh this kia we have tortured this thing Oh. And everybody has drove it. It's kind of like that moped. <laughs> You're not you know wrong. Yeah. <laughs> everybody turns into evil Knievel on. <laughs> Do you realize how it's a five speed? Do you know how many clutch drop burnouts we've done so far? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but it's probably the one thing that always works, and you can throw crap in and people in, and it's got exactly. AC. It's got cold air. It's got a sunroof. It's got good tunes. This thing's got a built-in subwoofer in it. <laughs> Nothing gives you more respect than a front wheel burnout, too. That's sexy. Oh, well, I won't tell you something. I mean, that's just impressive. <laughs> the little hamsters are all killing this thing. Ah, oh, hell yeah! So, of the cars you guys sitting there, what are the ones you'll never sell? What are, What are the ones that are keepers Ooh, for you? That's a loaded question with me. That's a loaded question. That's I why I asked it. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I've been married. I've been married several times. You know, so I don't. I don't get. I don't get attached. You know, I do have some that I really I'm fond of. Um, I'll tell you a, a funny story. I had two cars that I was very fond of. I still own one of them. I sold one recently. I had a uh, a 65 Malibu SS. <gasps> you um, sold the boo thing. The boo thing, yes. Well, then I'll tell you the story. 
keep in mind, you've got 15 other. You know, my biggest problem right now is is dusting cars off and keeping batteries up. That's <laughs> that's my number one thing right now. I have a full-time detailer. I have a guy that his only job is to breathe and wash cars. <laughs> that's all he does. It's literally every day. He starts at one end, and he works his way to the other, and then starts back constantly. <laughs> Uh, like I told him, I said, this is your number one. If I walk in and I hit a switch on a car and it doesn't start, or if I walk in and there's a car dusty, you'll be looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Keep rolling. <laughs> and he does. He does a wonderful job. He washes the Kia. So, <laughs> you got to look out for the workhorse. You well, know? Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, but I have my little 65 Malibu. And this is back before we had the warehouse here. And I love that car, 327, 300 horse, four speed. They made a million of them, but it was just a good car. It wasn't perfect, but it was just a great driving car. Is that car, if you were having a bad day, instantly, by the time you put that car in second gear, you're smiling. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was so predictable. You knew everything it would do. You knew all its little squeaks and rattles. It was just perfectly imperfect. It was just right. And I love that little car. It had been painted about 20 years. The paint was absolutely gorgeous on it still. So I left for London for Speedfest. Well, I had the cars double stacked at my old shop. And I had a Detroit Speed 69 Camaro Pro Touring parked up on top of the rack, and I had my Malibu parked under it. I'm sitting in the shop, and it had been sitting for six months. Because keep in mind, I'm driving what I'm buying. You know, I'm driving mm-hmm. around, all that stuff. <laughs> so it just sits. So, I come back from Speed Fest, and I walk through the shop, and it has a hydraulic clutch in the Camaro. Oh. The slave cylinder on the side of the transmission started leaking. I kind of wondered if this is where no. this was going. It leaked all the way down. It, it, made, it ate a spot about the size of a quarter. It just ate the paint off, off the hood. And then it ran down the fender. And this car, keep in mind, is mist blue. It's a real light metallic blue. It's like a sister color, like marina blue. And, you know, blend jobs with this color is damn near impossible anyway. Yeah, so it's a paint and, job. And it's just, and I mean, it just, I mean, my heart just sank when I see it, you know. And it's covered in dust. I never drive it. We had a guy that came in. He was looking for his first hot rod. And this guy's not a car guy. This guy could break a bowling ball in a sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got, but he's got, you know, great income and, and, and he wants his first hot rod. And then this is the guy that's going to be calling me at midnight because, you know, something dumb's wrong with his car. So I want to put him in something that I know is damn near idiot-proof. He said, I want a good car. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make you the deal of the day. And I sold him my Malibu, and he drives mm-hmm. it everywhere. Good, yeah. good. And I love it. He's driving it. He's enjoying it. Um, the other one I have, I'll be honest with you, is my 72 GMC. Sierra Grande, mm-hmm. a big block shore bed, documented one-on-one truck, Bear Jackson truck. It's, you know, and I've had several people talk big offers, and, you know, I'd like to buy that truck. You know, if I could have a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd give the damn thing away. But <laughs> it's it's one of those things you're never going to replace it. And I've owned a lot of C10s. I always own I mean, I'm looking at four more part beside it. But it's just one of those trucks that it it's just like old faithful. You know, you bump the switch, and that old big block fires up. It runs good. It drives phenomenal. Even to be a lower truck on, you know, 20s and 22s, 
It rides great. And I'll be honest with you, if you can afford to keep gas in it, hell, you can damn near drive it every day. (laughs) (laughs) There is that. Absolutely. So you've got incredible cars on your YouTube channel, everything from the Corvair with a Casanova owner to Hugh Hefner's own hot rod. But the big question on everybody's mind is this. Where do you find those gorgeous girls? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been on Instagram? (laughs) The internet is such a wonderful tool. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So what is a J.C. Penegal? You know, so this is funny, how that even came about. (laughs) Sitting in Ed's creepy warehouse filming the very first Vinwickies. And I'm sitting there, and just, just totally, just it just rolled right off my tongue. And it's like she's a real. I was told this when I was telling the story about when I sold my or uh, sold the Ford Fusion at the at uh, D&D Ford at the dealership, and it just rolled off my tongue. It was I've never said that before in my life. It was just one of those random. It just spilled out, and it took off. <laughs> and you know, originally it was being sarcastic for a, a classy but not so classy chick. And now it's just kind of like there's people using the hashtag JC Penny Girl now, <laughs> which blows my mind. But and then then you got a lot of kids like what's JC Penny? But anyway, oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> uh, I feel so old every day. Fox Body Mustangs. That's another one's going insane right now. I sold a uh, had a really really nice '93 LX Coupe Fox Body 505 speed in uh, Reef Blue, and just a just a gorgeous, super clean, low mile, five liter Fox body. And we had one of the models here and, you know, keep in mind they were born, you know, way after I graduated, most of them. And they walk in, she's like, Oh my God, that's my dream car. And I'm like, Oh, you like Fox? Body? She's like, I love classic Mustangs. <laughs> oh, God. And then like, uh... I was driving these things in high school. God, I mean, it's just like, I just, I want to slam my head in the door is all I want to do. <laughs> if you were I'm so turning pretty, into I... my dad. <laughs> yeah. Fox Body Celines have gone insane. Oh, yeah. I actually tried my damnedest to buy a gorgeous white with the blue Ooh. Celine stripes. Oh, yeah. Fox Body. It was 89. Gorgeous car. Um, you just, they're going insane. Fox Bodies have went nuts. I tell you what's crazy, though. Is the same gen, like the third gen Camaros are starting to get popular. Yeah, they are. They are. They're getting hot. And That's I blame weird. it all on the Radwood craze. Oh, yeah. yeah. Festivals. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that wouldn't surprise me. All right. So, what's coming up for the channel? Man, we got all kinds of fun stuff. I actually uh, got a real fun. I got the old, my ultimate 80s dream car. I actually bought it. The exact one I looked at when I was nine years old. We located this car and I bought it. And uh, so it's going to it's going to be here. We actually already filmed that one. That one's a fun one. Um, we've got some fun stuff. Like I said, we just had Hugh Hefner's car on. Um, we just shot tonight. Like I said, with this fifty Merc, we got some fun C10s coming in. Just some just some fun stuff. The Karma Kia. Your garage a, just sounds like the toy box stuff. all the time. No, it is. It's it's a revolving toy box. <laughs> you know, I gotta ask. Uh, jump in here. The uh, Hugh Hefner's car, if you roll up the windows and roll out into the sunlight and sit in it for about five minutes, does it smell like high karate? <laughs> you know, I sat in it. Jovan Musk, maybe. I sat, 
I can always tell a brute man. <laughs> but, that's it. Okay. Uh, that's what I needed to know. Car, you know, it was it was cool. I mean, I, I grew up in street rods, and and I, and I'm starting to see a little spike in the street rod markets. You're starting to see some of the street rods getting popular. Again. Good. Maybe think, I'll hang on to that Impala for a little while. A little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, I tell you what, look good sitting next to my '59 Biscayne. I got a 59 Biscayne 348 mm-hmm. automatic original paint. Oh, oh no kidding. All the original sales paperwork. The car, I have all the oil change, stickers, oh, wow. and receipts to 1985. Good Lord. The car was sold new an hour away in Clinton, South Carolina. It still has the original sticker on the back. It just never went. It was immaculate. Just never went well, anywhere. Well, actually, I ended up, the car came out of Alabama, which is even crazy. That's wild. But this car, red and white, two tone. Of course, that gorgeous 59 Dash. The guys that got the car, they did a, a really nice Ritec air ride suspension on it. They put vintage air on it. And that's it. It's just all original. And it's absolutely immaculate. That sounds cool, man. I, I need to see more of that. I saw a little bit on your uh, YouTube channel, uh, but I, I haven't seen enough of that car. Uh, we've been talking to Rob Pitts. He's got the Rob Pitts YouTube channel online. He's also the host of Hot Rods and Happy Hour Radio on Intercom. Uh, we have all of Rob's links for the channel and all the social media. You can find that on RoadMuscleRadio.com. Rob, thanks for coming back, man. It's It's been too long. we got to do this more often. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call. You know, that guy has a thousand stories on the tip of his damn tongue. Pretty <laughs> amazing. And just nice, just so easy. You can you just get him started and let him and roll. let him go. Let him roll. <laughs> and by the way, thank you uh, for sharing your time with us as we yak about grease gears and cool car stuff. There's nothing like going on a fun ride, especially when you've got good people to join you with it. It's awesome. Be sure to visit us on Facebook at Road Muscle Radio at RoadMuscleRadio.com and on Twitter. I'm Cat Fishgroves. And I am Brett Hatfield. We'll catch you down the road on Road Muscle Radio.